Hey there, podcast listeners. Welcome to Talking Wealth, the show where the Wealth Within team are on hand to teach you how to become a more confident, competent, and more importantly, profitable trader or investor. Wealth Within was voted number three for stock market podcasts globally in 2018, so I hope you enjoy listening. We cover topics from trading to investing, as well as wealth creation to ensure you can achieve your financial goals. Because as we always say, lifestyle matters. As a global leader in stock market education, you can fast track your journey towards financial freedom by studying with Wealth Within. If you'd like more information about our government accredited courses or to watch more analysis of the stocks in this podcast, head over to wealthwithin.com.au and click on the market report videos under the Learning Center. Please note that the information in this podcast should not be considered personal financial advice. Hello and welcome to this week's Australian Stock Market Report. This week we'll look at sector investing and whether this portfolio theory holds true today. Then we'll get into the market so I can share with you my thoughts on the Australian stock market, where it's heading along with answering all of your questions and looking at stocks for you. Hello, I'm Dale Gillen, the Chief Analyst here at Wealth Within, and we're Australia's most trusted stock market educators. Now, before we move on, thank you for showing your support for our channel and hitting that subscribe button. Now, remember, as you hit the subscribe button, click the little bell on the right of it so you keep up to date with our latest videos. Also, remember to tune in to our live Australian stock market show every Tuesday, 7 to 8 p.m. Australian Eastern Time. Now, this is the show where you get to ask us, the stock market education and trading experts, to look at your favorite stocks and answer all of your questions. Now, investors have been told for decades that they need to sector invest in order to balance their portfolio across multiple sectors to achieve a good return. However, in these times of modern technology and high-frequency trading, does this strategy still apply? The theory is based on the concept of investing in sectors that counterbalance other sectors that are likely to underperform in order to balance out the portfolio. Now, Whilst on the surface, this may seem like a good advice, but it really does limit the potential profits that are achievable because you're holding on to stocks in the portfolio that are falling. This practice also leads investors to hold over-diversified portfolios of 25 to 40 stocks that look more like a dog's breakfast than a properly constructed portfolio. Now, anyone holding this many stocks in their portfolio knows that that for the most part, one-third is rising whilst the remaining stocks are moving down or sideways with the portfolio achieving average to poor returns. But this needn't be the case. If all an investor did is to exit stocks that fall away, they would achieve a much better return. In essence, smart investing is simply about buying what goes up and selling what goes down. Right now, there is an influx of inexperienced investors in the market using apps to purchase stocks based on push notifications of what to buy. Unfortunately, this is resulting in a complete disregard for proper portfolio construction, as the majority of their money is being invested in a small number of sectors, which is a very risky strategy. From experience, I always recommend that you hold between 5 and 12 stocks and only to invest in stocks that have the potential to rise. So what were the best performing sectors last week? Well, materials was the best performing sector, up over 4%, with BHP, Rio and Fortescue Metals all rising strongly. Now, utilities was up 3.04% and consumer discretionary also performed well and was up 2.68%. 
The worst performing sectors last week include the prior week's big mover technology, which was down 3.58%, and this was followed by communication services, up by just 0.18%, and healthcare, also just in the green, up 0.33%. If we look at the ASX top 100 stocks, the best performers were Illumina, and that was up strongly, rising 12.85%, and it was followed by Fortescue Metals, also up strongly, rising 10.3%, and ALS Limited, that was up 9.14%. If we look at the worst performers, they included Technology Stock Zero, which was just down just under 3.6%, which may be an indication that its stellar rise could be ending. Now, next was Woodside Petroleum, and that was down 2.37%, followed by Newcrest, and that was down 1.32%. So what do I expect in the market moving forward? Well, let's get into the charts for our S&P 500 All Ordinaries Index update for this week. We'll also answer your questions and look at the stocks that you've chosen for me. Okay, last week, the market was quite indecisive, going up one day, down the next. It was a bit hard to pick the direction of the market and really whilst the market did trade a little bit higher it really was more of a sideways move but let's go and have a look at the chart and see exactly what happened now on your screen i haven't changed the chart from last week actually i just left everything on it as we uh, as we left it last week and you can see here the last week's bar it did open it pushed right up to near the high of the week prior and just came off at the last little bit to trade um, down a little bit from the high um, closing at 6144.9 points on Friday but you can see the high there 6186 points the week before if I can bring that up at 6192 points so still below all of those highs 6209 the week before so we still haven't broken the high of three weeks ago and we really do need to see that and as I said there's still time for it to keep pushing up along this green line up into that sort of 5,600 odd point level which which I think is possible but it may not be probable we are starting to run out of time so this strategy may be moving a little bit more relative and we'll see this week if we do get an up bar this week then it's likely and the up bar breaks above these highs of these past two weeks. So if it gets through 6,200, then it's likely we make it up to 6,600 and then come down from there. Again, I'm expecting the high to happen over the next somewhere like the two to four weeks, but probably more like the next two, maybe three weeks. I do expect our market to, as I said, peak uh, probably the last week of this month um, and get up around the, be above that 6200 probably into that 6600 that's my preferred theory at this point in time but again I'm prepared to um, bite my tongue and go yeah it went down this week but right now is the time to sort of mainly sit back and watch not necessarily keep jumping into the market if it does take off because all too often um, what I would call amateur investors see the market move up out of this sideways move and have that last gasp effort on the way up and it's sort of like watching somebody you know in the in the marathon at the olympics and they really push in that last 100 meters to get over the line as fast as they can we do see that and that exhausts quite quickly so if you start seeing the market move up quite fast over the next week or so uh, this could be happening for the peak and then coming down again and what happens is is you get in you buy in only for it to fall away just after you buy in and then you're in a loss situation and then you're asking me to tell you what's going on with the stock but uh, that's a nice little segue into our questions for this week um, so let's get into those now now the first question that we have today is from Daniel who says hi Dale I'm a young naive investor who has now decided to invest 
in your book. Fantastic. Thank you very much for that. Um, I made a very large and unwise purchase of cannabis small stock. Now, um, it's great that you've uh, realized what you've done being large and unwise. I think that's great that you are uh, realizing what you actually have done. And, and the first uh, the first um, step in change is realization or understanding what you've actually done. So obviously you've understood you've done the wrong thing. He said, I invested in both THC and Cresso Pharma or CHP. My percentage losses are shocking and have long surpassed your suggested 15% stop loss. Do you think it's a good idea for me to sell my THC shares at a loss? Now I'm guessing they're falling further than the other one. Or wait for for the industry to recover and grow. Um, interesting question that is, and we'll do. We will look at um, one of those stocks, THC, in a second, because obviously that's the one he's asking about there. I'm not going to tell you whether you should be selling um, or, or what you should be doing in that respect. I'll tell you what I think of the stock. You already know what you should be doing now. Sometimes I, when I talk about people with suffering larger losses, uh, one of your, your questions is, should I hang on and wait for the industry to recover? But how long is that going to be? And this is the thing you don't know. And and all I keep saying to people is do what you can control. Now, you can't control what's going to be happening, obviously, with the marijuana industry. I think there's some great opportunities there moving forward, but it's still a bit young and we still haven't embraced it as much as we have. So it's still in that infancy stage, if that makes sense. And I think there's some great opportunities for hemp, hemp products. The, obviously, the, the health benefits of the oils is fantastic. I, I really do love that. And I wish Australia would actually allow that a lot more broader across, especially for people with epilepsy and all pain management, those sorts of things. There's some brilliant things going on there. And it's just a legislative nightmare they've got to get through. And, and I think we need to be doing that. And it's a, it's a very, very worthwhile conversation. We should be happening. But what should you be doing with the stocks? Because you can't control any of that. All you can control is whether you're in it or you're out of it. Now, there's a couple of trains of thoughts. Is it going to go lower? And that's the other question is, is it going to go lower? We'll have a look at the chart in a sec. But the other train of thought is, is opportunity costs. If you've got money sitting in a stock, then it can't be in another stock that's rising. So is a stock THC, if it isn't going to go down and sideways and do nothing for the next two, three years, or is it going to hold where it is and start to grow? So you might find, and for example, let's say THC over the next 12 months, two years starts to rise and it rises up 10, 20, 30% per year over the next couple of years, or do you put your money in something else that's rising now? So that's the thing we need to look at THC and say, is it going to recover? Is it going to grow? Is it going to, or is it going to fall away? Is it weak? And is my money better off in something else? And so therefore you're better off ripping the bandaid off really, really quickly, exiting, and then getting into something that's going to grow that you know is going to grow so you don't compound one mistake and this is what you realize is you've made a mistake buying those two stocks and but putting too much into them i think that was the big mistake not necessarily buying them if some people it's okay if you've done some research and you bought some stocks and you put a little bit of money in it going yeah i'll put a little bit of money but if it, if i lose it all that's okay but if you put a substantial amount of money to you into it, that's not okay. That's the mistake that you've made. But don't compound that by doing others. Let's go and have a look at the chart now of THC. So on your screen, you can see THC. I don't know where you bought it because you didn't actually mention it. Um, it's been falling all the way since that high back in 2017. Um, right now, it still doesn't look exciting to me. It does. It obviously rose up quite nicely off this low back in March there. 
And if I put my little tool on there from that low to that high, you can see it rose 147%. And it's since fallen away. So during this period, I'm assuming you would have been quite excited that you would have been making some money, but it's now looking weak. Big bearish bar in June. So far, July is not looking good. If we go over to the right-hand side there, you can see very bearish looking bar. So I think it's got further downside. You've got a tough decision to make. Um, it may, you can, from where it is right now, there's a couple of things that could happen from where it is now down to that bottom. There's another 35.54% um, to get down to where the bottom is. And so it could quite easily just get back down to that and go sideways. I don't know, because I haven't researched the fundamentals around THC but from a technical standpoint this is a bearish stock at this point in time and so it doesn't deserve my money um, to be into that what you do is really really up to you you may need to make a hard decision and decide well do if I do hold on to it what's my exit strategy if it falls further than x point do I exit it and then put my money into something else I think that's probably a good decision um, or you might choose to hold on to it but hold on to it knowing that this could be taking years for it to recover or it could make six months and it starts to recover and go up again but right now I don't think you can make a bad decision if that makes sense it's it's sort of but I'm probably leaning a little bit more to set a line in the stand and then see what happens from there if it goes below that exit go into something else that's really what I would be doing the next question we have is from Stephen who says hey Dale and Janine purchased your book and have been reading and rereading the book and also learning from experience fantastic I'm glad you're reading the book and getting right into it he says i purchased some cochlear shares i assume as i assume it will go up in value eventually um mistake don't assume it will go up cochlear is a great stock so i would also say it would go up but you know it will go up eventually as it has a wide moat now cochlear hasn't been doing as well but uh, more lately but he says i also bought mesoblast based on the science and solid potential that's much better um, in the statement that i'm getting from you what are your thoughts on both mesoblast and cochlear one being a biotech with several phase three trials due to report the fda approval and cochlear many thanks teams um i know that the the um, attraction for stocks that are biotech type stocks that have phase three trials i've seen that often over the last 30 25 30 years or whatever i've been doing this but it's also very very hit and miss and there's numerous examples of stocks in phase three trials looking for fda approval and the stock rises up into that only for the fda to knock it back and it just tanks again so be very 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 careful with that but let's go and have a look at mesoblast because cochlear we talk about quite regularly on our channel um, but let's bring up mesoblast and you can see here the stock's been rising beautifully right up into that high into may at 445 most recently look at that it's more bearish at this point in time uh, on, the, on the weekly chart on the on the monthly chart it's a quite a volatile stock so you really do need to be on the ball with this one being a very very volatile stock it's been trading sideways pretty much for four years so it's not a buy and hold type of stock it's one that you will run um, if things happen so if it does get these FDA approvals it will run um, but right now if it does fall below the down next week if it falls below that low of 306 uh, then it's going to go all the way down to probably at least 260 maybe 240 or even below that but that right now I'm not 100% on this one I think it looks a little bit more bearish so just watch that Next, we've got a question from Shadow Walker. He says, hi, Dal, I bought a bin at $1.90 around April and sold it at $2.48 once it broke my trend line. Um, it's now currently at $1.89 as of Monday the 13th, so last Monday. Uh, I want to buy in again, but it might 
push down its resistance level of around 180. I'm waiting, but is it better in trading terms to buy stocks at resistance levels or wait for a new trend line that signals a buy? Absolutely 100% of the time trend lines, trend lines, trend lines, trend lines. Every man, woman, dog, child and um, puppy knows about support and resistance and it, it is not a signal that I ever buy and sell on. It's seriously never. Just because a stock hits a resistance level of fine support at a level is not a buy and sell signal to me. It's an indication that the move on in the direction may have stopped but I never use them as a buy or sell signal because what happens is the big end of town and brokers and uh, know this all the time that people use them. So what they'll do is they'll push stocks through those resistance levels or support levels to trigger buys and sells on specific stocks so they make more brokerage. That's what's happening every single day on the marketplace. So the big end of town do those sorts of things. And so you'll find sometimes it'll break out of a level only to go up for a little bit and then come right back down below that level again and then possibly take off um, in the direction that it was going to. But always trend lines first. Um, um, he also says, I'll be enrolling in your courses soon and bought your book. Thanks very much, matey, and I look forward to helping you out with your trading and I hope you enjoy my book as well. But let's go and have a look at the stock um, that you're talking about. So let's bring up um, Bin. Now, you did say you sold on a trend line. Now, I'm not sure where you, you did say where you bought, but um, I can't see, if you sold recently, um, I can't see a trend line on a weekly chart on it. I can see a trend line back in, back earlier through here. We could probably got one up through here around that 280, 290 year. So that's probably where you sold up around there. Um, and you're sitting here waiting. There is no trend line on this stock at this point in time to get into it. It does look bearish. We've seen one, two, three, four, last five weeks. That's a sort of an indication there that it could be finding support, but $1.80, I'd need to do a bit of work on it. $1.80 is probably, yeah, there's not a lot of data on it, so I don't think you can say $1.80 will be a strong support level for the stock um, at this point in time, but it might be. You may have done some work. It could be, um, but I'd suggest it's probably, if we get a bit of a down week through here, then this thing will t challenge that low there at $1.40, possibly even lower. If we do start to see a, a, a green bar through here, this is suggesting a lot more weaknesses because it's basically like a seesaw. If you get more weighting to the downside, um, or it's like a scales. If you get time and price weighting to more bearishness, uh, then it's more likely to continue to be bearish. And, and as a trader, I need to assume what happened in the past is going to continue happen until it doesn't. So what I mean by that is I need to assume the downtrend is going to continue until it doesn't anymore, until it tells me it's not, not speculate that it might be finding support at a level. I need to conf confirmation that it is. And that's why we can constantly talk about trade on confirmation, not speculation. And I find a lot of people that use support and resistance, they're just speculating. They're not confirming the move. And that's why most traders that I, I, I find come to us, they're very inconsistent or they might be a little bit profitable, but they're inconsistent with their buyers and sells. Uh, most don't know where to sell. That's what I find a big question is most don't know where to sell. So we tidy all of that up for you. But uh, really, really good question. So right now I'd be staying right out of this stock until it gives you a small, much more solid signal. Now, the next question we have is from um, Kesh. I'm trying to say your name, mate, properly, but um, Keshmendra. Um, he says, hi, Dale, I'm reading your book these days. I wish I bought it two and a half years ago. Well, yeah, I would have loved you to buy it then because you probably would have done a lot better now. But, uh, but thank you for buying it. At least you, it's better late than never, isn't it? 
But he said, I've bought a fair amount of Qantas stocks. I bought it around $4.20. What should I do? What will happen to Qantas in the future? Will the same thing happen that uh, like Virgin Australian shareholders? Um, and so that's his question there. Um, big question is, is I don't know what's going to happen with Qantas. Nobody knows what's going to happen with Qantas. And I'm assuming, you know, even the CEO, Alan Joyce, doesn't know exactly what's going to happen with the Qantas share price over the coming year or two years. Because at the end of the day, the coronavirus is the coronavirus and we can't control that the spread. We can't control when planes are going to be flying. But I do know Qantas has put a lot of planes to bed that aren't going to come out for a couple of years. So their expectations is tourism and travel is going to be slow. It's going to be a long time before we're going to allow a lot of international type of travel into Australia in any unrestricted form. And I'm talking my guess, and it is just a guess, it's nothing solid. Um, my guess, it'll probably be one to two years or more. People will still be having to um, go into quarantine. So we're not going to see as much in that international, free international travel in and out of Australia. Yeah, I've got business that I need to do in the US and I can't get out at the moment. The US is obviously coronavirus is picking up there again we're seeing it picking up again in Europe so what you're asking is is how long is a piece of string the the challenge that you had is that you bought Qantas that you shouldn't have bought Qantas because from what I gather and we'll go and look at the chart and and if we bring that up now and you can see the chart is you've bought a falling knife and that's exactly what you've done and so you've bought somewhere in around here and you're holding onto a stock and you're losing a little bit of money on it and that's probably why you're asking the question but Tourism and travel and, and airlines are higher risk stocks uh, to buy be simply because things can happen. It's not just, uh, it can have natural disasters, not just the coronavirus. You could have tsunamis, you can have hurricanes, you can have um, all sorts of different things happening that will affect airlines and whether they can travel. Now, Qantas makes most of its money out of its international travel, not necessarily its domestic. So it's going to be severely affected. Now, Qantas probably won't get into the situation of virgin um but i say probably is it impossible no it's not but probably is the answer from there you just need to make sure uh that uh, you protect yourself so put a stop loss on Qantas if it falls away further exit it put your money somewhere else um our last question we have is somebody from mark who says good afternoon dale once i've chosen a stock that I want to buy, how do I then choose an entry point when buying them? Often buying too high, which is annoying. I've been investing for 10 years which with some wins and some losses. So, so it would help to know your parameters for price entry. There is so much noise around with media brokers pushing stocks that is confusing. I enjoy your videos and being educated. Well, thank you very much, matey, um, for doing that. I can't go into all of what I do in terms of buy and sell rules. If you've read my book, you'll understand understand something, some of the buy and sell rules that we use on a higher level, and we do that in my book. That's why I keep saying to people, buy the book. Now, I know some people out there hate me talking about my book. YouTube's free, so you're getting my expertise. You're not having to pay something. But about I keep saying, buy the book. You'll start understanding my portfolio theories, construction, how to do that, how to buy, how to sell, how to do your money manager, a whole range of things. It'll clean up a lot of the stuff with your portfolios, but do I just use all those buy and sell rules in the book? No, we've got a lot more than that and I can't explain that on a YouTube video to you and I'm not going to. It's simply the thing is if you are looking to be a trader, then you need to take it seriously. If you're looking to be an investor, what's in my book's fine. 
That's all you really, really need to do. Your big probably, your probably your problem at the moment, I would say, is you're looking at everybody else's recommendations and why you're buying too high is you're trying to buy something that's the flavour of the month. Really, it's already running, um, and therefore you're following the herd rather than leading it. And that's really what you need to start doing. And that's by analysing some of the stocks yourself, putting some technical rules around all that where you're buying and obviously where you sell. But it's not all lost, mate. It really isn't. This just takes a little bit of effort. Read my book. Start coming up with your own um, strategy for you, how you want to create your portfolio. Set rules around your buying. Set rules around your selling. Set rules around your risk and money management. And it'll turn your trading around and do so much better. So, as I said, get my book. All right. Thanks for sending in your questions and thanks for watching till the end of this video. Now, if you have a question you'd like me to answer, just stick them below in that chat box and I'll get to answering them. Remember that we do on this channel these Monday market reports every single week. We also do our live stream, our live Australian stock market show every Tuesday, 7 to 8 p.m. Australian Eastern time. So remember, hit that subscribe button now. Click the bell on the right of it so you know when we upload videos. For now, I'm Dale Gillum. Goodbye. Good luck and good trading. Thanks for listening. This podcast is brought to you by Wealth Within, a global leader in stock market education. For more information on our courses or to listen to more Talking Wealth podcasts, head over to wealthwithin.com.au and click on the Talking Wealth podcast under the Learning Centre.